0: Hello. Welcome to episode two of PHP Town Hall. Um, we've uh, we're back with another episode, and this time we're joined with Zach Kitzmiller. Uh, say hello. Hello. Uh, we've got Anthony Ferrara from the uh, PHP, well, the core PHP contributor, and uh, we have uh, John Krapazi who on the Code Night team, but these days mostly uses Ruby. So
1: How's it going? <laughs> we
2: have a trader in the mist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got we got a couple of those. We got a Ruby guy, and we've got a. Uh, We've got a neck bearded Python developer as well. Over there, what's that?
1: Uh, <laughs> it's not too much of a neck beard. More than that. Huh. <laughs> there. Yeah, more it's got to turn grey first. Yeah. Grey beard. That was a lot bigger before. It was. Sense. The profile is impressive.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, do, you, do you need one to be good at Python developing, yes. or does it come with the learning process? No, it comes with the Right. So as you start, that's yeah. when you stop shaving and then. Right. right. Uh, that's probably why I'm a PHP developer, because I can't actually grow a beard. So uh, that probably makes some sense.
2: Now, so you, when you become a Python developer, you want to grow the beard because then you want to pull it all out. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's not true. <laughs> not true. <laughs> so, um so to talk about PHP this time. Uh, we don't actually have too many questions in, so we figured we could talk a little bit about PHP 5.5. Um, I don't know how much Zach and, and John have been look, uh, looking at what's going on with PHP 5.5. I know it looks a little bit more like Python with
3: every release.
1: <laughs> I know it looks a little more like Ruby with every release. Take all of the things from all of the languages. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's... Uh, did
0: you read that article a while ago? Well, PHP is a pirate of the seas. We go around, we grab random shit from random places, we, uh, we put it put it into the core, and uh, and, and hope it works.
1: You say that like yeah. it's a bad thing. I mean, no.
2: they're not
0: the only ones.
1: I mean, like, the JavaScript standards people, the people that are making, like, ECMAScript Harmony, I mean, they want to do all the same stuff. They right. want, like, method missing and fucking JavaScript. I saw a
2: great quote that I just... that I had to retweet the other day. It was basically Ruby. He is like a kid who first learns Java, and then looks at Perl and says, "Look, I know I can do this better."
1: Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it feels like uh, the worst part about Ruby is definitely that it does too much of everything. There's like everything is in there, and it's, it's all kind of together. Um, that's also its power, though. Uh, Ruby or Rails? I guess Ruby, um, and then Rails like really takes that to the extreme and just makes it a little really overboard. Convention everything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Convention
1: all one one thing I always liked about PHP though is that it was actually readable and you can understand what was going on. And that seems to be something you'll lose as no, you it get is it's more
3: obscure. One of PHP's strong points over at least from what I worked with in Python frameworks or Ruby frameworks. Something breaks and with Rails I'm pretty fucked as far as figuring out where account. If Python, something <laughs> it breaks in Python it's like I'm pretty fucked as far as what went wrong. PHP, right.
0: you're like, oh, let me
3: just
1: go back up the trace a little bit. out of there
0: yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. then I'll just Google it and instantly find a stack overflow which yes. says exactly what the answer is with five duplicates linked to it as well. Right. right. And yeah.
1: that's why it's yeah. sad. Like, I mean, it's nice that there are new features coming in uh, and that like, PHP is doing more things in the way of kind of. Uh, dynamic method creation, uh, but it's also bad because that means that your ability to debug anything with a simple search just goes away.
0: Yeah, true. You're talking about the the get set yep. stuff there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that purely, so you don't have to write 100 get set methods yeah. or screw around in the. Like, PHP stones wonderful because you can write out a list of all your properties and then hit some r- random keyboard combination, and it makes all of that for you. But that just seems like a retarded solution to a really silly Well, one.
2: I saw a really interesting snippet today. It wasn't really designed for production use, so, you know, not, there's nothing, no project to share. But I thought it was a really interesting concept. Basically, what they were doing is annotating prop- private properties. And by annotating it, they have a parser that parses those annotations and then automatically inserts your getters and setters for you. Okay. So then it looks like a property, it acts like a property, it feels like a property, and it's documented as a property even though it's being handled by a function call in the back end. How well that'll work, I don't know, whether that's useful in the long term, I don't know, but it seemed like a really interesting concept. Is that in PHP, yeah.
0: so how, how does that work? How does it inject? So
2: basically it? you extend, the class somewhere down the line extends this base class, oh, okay. that then parses all the properties on all of its children, and builds out the getters and setters for you via call. I kind of want to say uh. Oh no, very much. It yeah. <laughs> uh, it's pretty bad. Well, th- that's right. what I'm saying. It's not useful for production code, but right. at the same token, it's kind of a neat concept of taking this in PHP lane and doing yeah. it. Oh, that's, that's interesting.
0: interesting. That's really cool. Uh, is there anything else on the, like, the super happy fun five, uh, 5.5 list? That anyone's we'll probably go quickly through some of the general things. And yeah. yeah, let's do that.
1: Um, you I kind of have th- the ultimate feature, the... Uh, the shorter arrays, right?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> less sure, five, four, right? That's five four. That that's five that's right. four. I know it's silly, but recently I've, I've put all my uh, projects on the PHP five point four. The client stuff, the stuff and am doing capture—that is all PHP five point four. And even though I, I might be like really busy, I might be slightly behind in the deadline. You know, I'll, I'll work an extra little bit longer just so I can go through that file and replace them all with, with the shorter arrays. It's amazing how much different difference it makes, even though it's obviously silly.
2: Well, you can do that automated copy and paste. Find a yeah. place. You don't well, need like to. I'm
0: trying to work out a regex that would automatically do that. Because when you have uh, multidimensional uh, arrays, it's kind of hard to work out where it starting and start.
2: Very simple. You get a regex. Detect a non-word character beforehand. Right. Then the literal word array in parentheses. Yeah. And then just replace that with a... The now, the, the difficult part to it to is to close
0: that, it. Exactly, yeah. Okay. The phrasing brace doesn't work. I said, like, if anyone can make an automatic, like, sed command, like I said, replace then I'll give them, like, I don't know, $100 or something, because I can just Seems like far too much. $50? dollars right. Let's go with that. Come
2: on, you offered 100 I want the <laughs> <cash> <laughs> no, to try to cash in on this.
0: Well, no, so the way, I can, the way I can justify that is the amount of time that one might have code save me, it would definitely be worth the money. It would be worth considerably more money than that. <laughs> <laughs> or not know how an hour doing everything. Uh, but, yeah, I'll so definitely make one of those. So, uh, one of the awesome features of PHP 5.5, I've just had to call it google because I forgot, um, is the password hashing API. It would be, be quite useful <laughs> if we had the guy that made that uh, on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> it kind of interesting. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, would you like to give a little quick overview of what the password is? Uh, API does.
2: So basically it's meant to be as dirty and simple sorry, not dirty, quick and (laughs) simple as possible. Um, Four functions is what we wound up with. You'll probably only wind up using two to three of them in production code. The fourth is just a utility function Um, and the concept was we wanted a simple API that you just passed in the password to and it did the rest for you. It did all the error checking, it did the random salt generation, it did the API choice everything is done for you, so you need to make as little decisions as possible and get a secure hash as a result.
0: Right. Um, yeah, and you're saying not so much. So. Yeah, I mean, I, well, for one, I feel like password hashing should
3: live at the application level, just as a sort of... Uh, you know, general. Well, it's an application level thing, should be handled at the application level. Um, second, I also feel like it's sort of like admitting that PHP developers for the most part don't know what the fuck they're doing, so we'll just do password hashing <laughs> for you. Rather than like right. this is how you should be hashing passwords. It's like don't even think about it. We you know that like you're kind of dumb. Don't play with that. Don't I'm too stupid. <laughs> so don't this is you shouldn't be doing this. So we'll just hash your passwords for you. Right. I, think, I, I understand the, the utility of it and how I can say hash this password and now I'm right. and like yeah. that's great. Right. But if there's the 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 real problem I guess is that there's a need for this.
1: I think right. that there are there are two like there are two different camps of PHP people, and one camp of PHP people PHP people wanted to be more mm. of a general purpose language, a language like Ruby or Python, um, or even JavaScript now. Uh, and then the other camp is kind of this traditionalist PHP people that are, are more happy with it being like a functional programming language with a extremely rich, uh, not functional, um, but a um, oh, procedural programming language yeah. with a um, extremely rich standard library. And this is more headed down the second path. Yeah. Um, and I, I can see it. Basically,
2: my justification to your point was that, um, yes, there are a lot of developers who know how to make that choice, who know to do the research before uh, beforehand, to know what types of tutorials to trust, what types of tutorials not to trust. And then you have this gigantic user base of, and I really don't want to put the user base down, but I'm going to for the, for the sake of argument here. The people who aren't actually real programmers who are taking PHP, taking a pre-existing app and adding stuff on, and then learn enough so that they can be productive and build a site, but they're not a developer in the sense that they don't know all the things and the intricacies that go around it. So when they wanted to do password storage, they either store it in plain text, or they go to W3 schools which says use MD5, and then they just do an MD5. One of the reasons for the API was to say, well, okay, MD5 exists and people use it because it's so bloody simple. Yes, um, a lot of tutorials out there say to use it, but at the same token, it's three letters, open bracket, pass in the password, close bracket, you're done. Right. I wanted to create an API that was as easy for all intents and purposes and that had the word password in it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know, so wait, exactly. When they do search like password hashing PHP, then right. exactly. comes up. So, okay. your basic argument is that you don't know
3: how to hash passwords properly, use this, otherwise, mm-hmm. just ignore it, that it's in the language, and move the, on with whatever you exactly.
2: want. Exactly. Like, for example, I also maintain another library called Password Passwordlib, which basically is an object oriented approach to password hashing, and I support someone in the neighborhood of 15 different types of hashes both creation and validation. So if you want to do something complex, like, for example, integrating with Drupal and Redmine, let's say, so a Ruby and a PHP, now let's even say a Django app. So now you have these three different password hashing formats. This one library can do the integration for all three. So password li- the password hashing API in 5.5 is not meant to replace that. It's meant to, if you don't need that, if you don't need the complexities of a full-blown algorithm or of, you know, having to deal with three or four different algorithms, here's this really simple thing to
1: use. I wonder if the real difference between the types of PHP developers mm-hmm. comes down to the distinction between people that want it to be just a language and people that want it to be a language mixed with the framework. Because even Rails these days comes um, kind of pre-shipped mm-hmm. with has secure password, which is, using right. which is the same Blowfish encryption that's yep. used here. Um, so I wonder, I wonder if that's the central distinction. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, to an extent, I can kind of agree with that.
2: I think one of the big things PHP has going for it, um, and I've said this before and I'll say this again, is that HTTP is a first-class citizen. And what I mean by that is you start up a language and you're already in a request context. You already have your get variables, your post variables, your server variables. It's designed to be run by a web server. Right. So if that if you take that case and that as your underlying ground, yeah, sure, it's a general-purpose language. You can do other things for it, but it's really built from the ground up to be a web app, and it's built, you know, it, it's basically a templating engine. Right. So and that's like, that's a position that
1: Rasmus himself right, fully exactly. supports.
2: Exactly. And and I think it's a very valid position. I mean, yes, if you look at the rise of frameworks lately and templating engines like Twig and Smarty. Um, there are a lot of other uses and things that PHP was never imagined to do that are being done in PHP. and I think that's a fantastic thing. Yeah. But at the same token, I think the power is that it can do both and it can walk that line between both, in my opinion, fairly well. You know, there are obviously some issues that you run into with that, but for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. So right. the, the hashing thing, yeah.
3: the, the library uses PHP. Yeah. So in three years when Bcrypt is broken, okay. or whatever it is, how is backwards compatibility sure. or whatever it is going to be? Is, so, did you think about that? Yeah, when
2: absolutely. Working? So there's two mandatory parameters. One is that the first one is the password. The second one is a constant indicating the algorithm. Right now we ship with two constants, Bcrypt and default. Default will always be the most secure for a particular piece of time that's been in there for at least one major revision. So that way you know you ship five six it doesn't automatically shift all your passwords over to five six but at the same token um, the other algorithms will become available so if let's say in three months Bcrypt is broken we can change the fault to whatever the new one is that's not broken <laughs> and which is if the default is designed to change over time right and then add that other second stronger at that point um, algorithm into it you know it's designed to support multiple algorithms Okay. Now, of course, that depends upon P- people upgrading their PHP, right. but at the same token, lesser of evils. So it seems like a,
1: a definite upgrade problem, too, right? Yeah. Um, ha, ha, was there any thought given to maybe storing the type of algorithm alongside it is. the password? It is. okay. So basically,
2: the, the second function that exists is password underscore verify, and it takes a single argument, which is the hash. Okay. I'm sorry, two arguments, the hash and the password. So it uses the crypt 3 format. So it stores the algorithm and the algorithm options, the salt, and the resulting hash all in that one stroke. That's great. So even if we do change the algorithm, all your existing passwords will already be there. And the third function that I mentioned before is needs rehash, where you pass it in and out a hash, and it'll tell you whether the hash was created with the same settings that you're asking. So that way, if you have default and you ask it needs rehash, when you upgrade PHP, all of those, it'll still log you in, but when it logs in, it'll say, hey, wait a minute, I need to rehash, and then you have to rehash. Well, obviously, it. you don't have to
0: spam out a forgotten Correct. password link for to exactly. everybody, which I hate. Yep. We have that current problem at the moment, where we're basically trying to upgrade um, upgrade from SHA-1 passwords. They're salted, which is, you know, helpful. But PyroCMS uses uh, yeah, uh, SHA-1, and upgrading's going to be a bit of a bitch on there.
1: That's so, a much better. I mean, I don't like that answer. Right. The only the, the alternative is really like to double hash for some period of time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to. yeah. Um, and that's probably what's going to end up happening, right? So like every new install is going to start doing the new thing, and every and, uh, there'll be some migration that double hashes them, and it'll say this is this kind of
1: password, so it has to do this shit. So it's pain. You, you check so. the new one, and then when it fails, you, you double hash it. Yeah, that check could it. Work, right?
2: <laughs> See, I'm not overly th- enthralled about that because oh. you know. Especially when it comes to hashing passwords, double hashing can, at a lot of times, actually wind up causing more pain mm-hmm. and weakening the security. Um, especially on the case if you're using two strong algorithms. So let's say you use bcrypt with an appropriate cost parameter, and then scrypt with an which is new, which is not in PHP yet, but let's say it comes out, and now you be double hash. Uh, I don't think next release probably two or three more, but that's a topic for later. Yeah. Um,
0: so, how, how would you approach a situation where, like mine? My, my piracy mess needs to have like what
2: is, is it hashing now? How what it's is it hashing One
0: with a, a salt appended to it.
2: Okay, it's a weak, it's a it's a weak hash. Yeah. So, in that case, I would double hash. Okay. But I'd be careful about how I did it. So, how how do the
1: two mm-hmm. strong hashes start canceling each other out? It's not that they cancel each other out. It's because of the constant
3: length, right? The, that's the way one problem. The, output of the first hash is constant wow. right uh, so,
1: so it doesn't do anything to like modify the second one the same way I, I,
3: I mean, this isn't the core problem before right. whenever i destruct like you have a constant after you i run the string empty mm-hmm. string through any 5 i have a constant like
2: hashing well yes and no but the problem i think you're getting at is um has to do with collisions so right. let's say two right. passwords yeah. collide to the same hash now, when you do that double hash, so you do MD5 piped into SHA 1, now they collided here and there's still collisions, so your collision rate goes up linearly for every time you rehash. I see. Yeah. So then,
1: theoretically, every rehash then makes it weaker and weaker and weaker. Right, because each one gets right. another shot at the entire key space right. of MD5.
2: Right, and the common way mm-hmm. to change that is to take either the salt or the password and reappend it to the original hash for every iteration. Right. Um, but part of the problem is like bcrypt, if you're using appropriate cost setting, should take roughly 4 tenths of a second on your server if you're using scrypt, it should take roughly 4 tenths to 5 tenths of a second so now when you double hash whenever you verify, you're eating your CPU for a full second Certainly. so you're doubling the amount of CPU usage that you're using and thereby potentially issuing a DDoS attack <laughs> yeah. not helpful,
0: I'd rather That's
2: have to my users, that <laughs> and, and the other issue is when you hash it, like especially when you hash bcrypt, you lose the salt information. So if you're only storing the result of the double hash, you can never get back to that result. You'd need to store the bcrypt alongside the new one, at which point, or at least the first half of bcrypt, you know, the, the algorithm options and salt. Right. It's not a trivial problem. It's not impossible to solve but it also isn't something I would recommend people jump to. It definitely requires some thought to do well.
0: Right. And so this, uh, this whole conversation about password hashing isn't, um, isn't necessarily relevant to people seeing this as a PHP 5.5 feature. You've actually made backwards compatible uh, helpers, which yep. you can install with... Um, 5.3.7 and up. Cool, there we go. Five yeah. three six 5.3.6, so, so that's
2: good, yeah. Yeah, it had to do with there was a vulnerability in the bcrypt algorithm before 5.3.7. Right. So we just made it 5.3.7 and up. It's 100% PHP, and it, the way I wrote it, it's a literal port of the C code into PHP. So some of the structures may look odd to a PHP developer. Right. It's because I literally wanted to keep the algorithms identical and not do so it the copy, PHP... Copy, paste, syntax change. <laughs> Basically, basically. um, I've had a couple people issue pull requests trying to clean some of that stuff up, and I've rejected them kind of saying, "Look, look, I understand what you want to do, and I appreciate it, but I want to keep it so you can pull up both pieces of code and say, okay, this is, the flow is the exact same. And it runs the same unit tests on both of them as well. That's
1: good.
0: Yeah, sweet. So I'm uh, probably using that for Pyro. Uh, what are you gonna say? So, I was gonna say let's
3: yeah.
2: let's
0: move move on. Definitely. Enough yeah. password talk if you guys are cool. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, extremely <laughs> edgy.
3: I would still uh, use plain text. I feel like that's close enough. <laughs> yeah, that's but <pretty laughs> safe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Get that bullshit. <laughs> well, let's talk what was, about what about finally? Finally. Because yeah. I was yes. not finally. Finally. About yeah. I mean.
1: <laughs> is there is there is, is there any contention here? Is there anything <laughs> else to say? Yeah.
3: Finally. Yeah. Uh, Good. Good. Great. Yeah. Any negatives? Shit, no. we all agree.
2: <laughs> right. uh, so can I can't think of a case. I mean,
3: Finally right. is such
0: a. Yeah, good. It's good. I don't want to have to say, like, mm. did it didn't work. Yes or no.
2: Fucking... There, there is one point I'll make about Finally, in that it e- does depart slightly from other languages, in the sense that Finally doesn't run. Um, oh, what was it? Let me look up the RFC, because there was some oddity about returns. Did oh, return about fatal value? error. No, it'll, right. it'll run on a return from within the try, yeah. but it won't um, run on a fatal error or there's another another case that it wouldn't well, run. It's logical, right? It's, it's logical, this, but this it's, it's not the same as other languages, right? You know, someone who's used to finally in Python is going to go, "Wait a minute, something's different here." Yeah. You know, finally in oh. some other languages that implement it are always guaranteed to execute. That's kind of the uh, aside yeah, from okay. some very very minor edge cases. You know, if you run out of memory, something like that, yeah.
0: but. Certainly. Sorry, i just send people hangouts on this, this is some folks joining. Hello.
2: Hello. Hello.
1: Did you post that to so.
2: how
1: Just use text.
0: Uh, no, I didn't do it as well. yeah, I did, actually. Hey, it's yeah, It's okay. so you can go on then, can. Twitter? Uh, yeah. Go on then. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, finally it's fantastic. It's definitely
3: a step in the right direction. It's definitely the thing that I was most interested about in PHP since 5.3, three. Okay. Just it's such a step in the direction of the exception-based programming instead of the return false-based totally. programming that PHP yeah, yeah. has had since
1: return negative one. It's because the effort end- of end- <laughs> like,
3: making
0: PHP move towards being exception.
3: No? Yeah, I mean, PHP the, the, or in Python, which I spend most of my time in these days, is try something and if it breaks, then fix it
0: yeah. instead
3: of make sure that it's going to work first and then do it. So it's kind of the Like it's easier to ask for forgiveness than get permission. Right. Type of
2: true, but a lot of people will argue that that tends to lead to a different paradigm of people just sitting there and littering their code with try catch. They should. (laughs) I think think they should
3: too. Uh, (laughs) from spending the last nine months in almost Python, like that's how it works. Like you. Like you try and, and hmm. subtract a string, or you try and uh, you, right. The only way that there's no is integer method. The the Pythonic way to find out if something is integer is to try and cast it as an integer and then catch the exception.
0: That's the Pythonic way to figure that out. That seems a
3: little over the top, but But yeah. so yeah, well, it's accurate. like it's
0: all over the place. Right? Yeah. Like that's, the power of exceptions. Obviously, the backtrace is way more useful than a little box in there's an arrow there. You know how to like.
1: I think. Where is I, that? I think what you're saying is actually true in PHP and in Ruby too. I mean that's true everywhere. And he's, you're not saying basically like, I like mean, hopefully your program is not written in such a way that you don't have any clue what's being passed into a method, right? right. What you're saying is essentially that you're not programming. Like, uh, with guards at the top of every function that say, like, this right. has to be an integer, yeah, this yeah, has to be yeah. not null. Right. So you're totally, I mean, well, definitely yeah. those things should throw exceptions. See, I guess I'm human, and it is as necessary, like, in cases where I, you don't want to repeat code. I, mean, code. I don't, I don't necessarily, necessarily have to,
0: have like, halt execution at an exception. You just right. say, oh, log this. Yeah,
1: totally. yeah, yeah.
0: So what I do um, when I my applications uh, locally, they always turn any potential error. Like, you mm-hmm. set the error handler uh, to throw an exception, right? So you throw an error exception. And then anything at all that goes wrong, you just go fuck instead of going there's zero right, which right. is right. useless. Um, so yeah, do that all the time on local. Then on production, you can AMQP it off to some log server somewhere, and then that rolls nice and quick. But
2: I get a library on GitHub that actually does that, but it parses the error string and throws a typed exception. Oh, so it's so got about I think twenty different types, and it'll actually look up based on the error level and do a regex matching against the string okay. and you throw
0: type. Email that to me afterwards yeah, yeah, and I'll definitely. put it up in the links of the, of the show.
2: Uh, it, it's not something I would quote unquote use for production. It was <laughs> a nice proof of concept <laughs> yeah, and it yeah, works okay. actually reasonably well. Uh, cool. Like if you try right. to F open a non-existent file will throw a right. file not found error. But yeah. To the point of everything's an exception I the way I view it is there's really three different types of error categories. There's an error which is, for lack of a better term, a notice, which means you can continue execution but just be aware that this, this case happened. There's exceptional errors where you can't continue execution without making some sort of a decision. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, application errors. And to me, exceptions only belong in the, that second case where you don't know how to continue from this context. So you have to hand control back over to someone else. Um, now, PHP's error handling system I don't think is good for any of the three. Well, at the same token, you know, the return false, I think the first one, I I don't know, it just, I feel that with exceptions everywhere, it kind of abuses the system, abuses, and basically, um, can basically be a replacement for go-to in a sense.
3: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think the paradigm that I, like, see all the time when I pick up a project or something Mm -hmm. for some free time that I run into is that you've got a model code getter, whatever your framework is, you've got get by primary key, right? Yeah. You try and get it. If you don't, if you get it, you return that object. If not, return false. Yeah. And then in your oh, controller, or whatever that called it, you check for return false. A whole but if this controller method that's calling this model is dependent on this model returning something useful,
1: yeah, yeah. this is that's the just, point you know, of like function contrast, though, right? Like, right. I mean, well, every yeah. function should say like. How it's going to behave in those cases? Right, but I, I
3: mean, f- ideally,
1: well, some other, other
3: functions could, should return a function or method or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever you're talking about should return a consistent response for the most right. part, yeah, or throw an exception. So I should either return an object, an empty object, or an array or a, a yeah. collection mm-hmm. or whatever, or say, I fucked up. Absolutely. I can't yeah. do this. Exception.
2: That's that's no. where I was going to go. Is if you try to find something about primary key, it not existing isn't necessarily an exceptional state at that point. Mm-hmm. But at the same token, you can return a null object, or you know some kind of a paradigm, some kind of a um, what am I what am I trying to say? Um, basically, a null object of that type. So not a null pointer, but a null object, right. empty object that represents that sentinel value. Mm.
0: I mean, one of the good things about the um, exception heavy returning in those uh, instances, right? So we've tried to find a primary key, but it doesn't exist. I guess that was a bad example of well, no, an exception. But, but like, using this example, like, just, you know, going along with that that scenario... Um, if you try to do something and you, and you throw an exception, one of the good things is that php.block actually supports that really nicely. So, it, I know no one's going to get an add on about php.blocks, right? It's not that exciting. But, yeah, I'd, I'd say <laughs> so. Uh, but, like, I'm, I'm more into like self-documenting code now, which, like, you know, as much of the API generation can be built for you. Um, if you try saying returns, um, this instance of an object, or it might actually just go, uh, and return false or something. That's quite hard to actually document in dark blocks. Whereas if you say returns this instance, um, and then you have throws and then have like five different exceptions that it will throw if any weird scenario happens. And sure. that's some really well documented code that is you know self documented.
2: So that's actually, that could sound an interesting point. At one point in time, I had tried doing a dynamic code analyzer which basically would parse out all the code, come up with an abstract syntax tree, and then trace through variables through portions of code to see what possible values could be. And what you just said would be a really interesting application for that, to say you're hinting that you're returning this type of object. Is there any code path possible, given all the possible dependencies? And now, obviously, this gets to a very, very difficult Problem, hmm. but theoretically you should be able to do it. It may take a lot of processing power, but see, is there any code path that could lead to that contract being violated?
0: Yeah,
3: true. Are the two of you suggesting that we should have some sort of reasonable information in a docs, <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> because I'm gonna go right now. One thing. So, so in, in Ruby, how the last the last line of a, a method automatically returns the value of the last line yeah. that, that is valued. And the it also has some
3: confusing gotchas, which. <clears throat> kill myself over all the time angry, you
1: it's it's extremely confusing um sometimes because it, it you might have a contract or a contract for a method that doesn't return anything yet yeah, it does right. so like you, <laughs> you can make use of something that isn't documented in the right. api um i feel like that is one of ruby's downfalls it's kind of like that bleed that method has driven me batshit yes
0: yeah. before it's not that hard to just write return i can live right. with that and you'll
3: get like and it, it, it's true for the end of any block right yep. so if i have a new statement and the last method of the if statement isn't like an operation and it's not
1: if you have, if you have an if statement and there's no else it'll return no yeah so <laughs> <you're> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um it, it's amazing that like other languages that went for minimalism like python like guido still put in return it's still there yeah. so yeah
0: yeah, I'm, I'm fine with writing those characters. It's not a problem. It solves yeah. problems, you know.
2: Yeah. and I'm not talking about having doc blocks affecting runtime. No, no, no. It's very important. Just making sure
0: that that's what yeah. yeah. Radio no. Radio no, because the okay. simple sim- yeah. guys do that a lot, and it scares. Yeah. me. it's like oh, it's just double pass every file in production. Woo!
2: <laughs> <laughs> right no, where, where I was going with that is so that way you could do static analysis at let's say build time or off on the side, possibly not during the execution path. That's almost always a horrific idea
3: yeah it's pretty bad it's absolutely always a horrific idea <laughs> i
2: was oh, just making hey, sure that's not did. what you guys were
3: saying <laughs> it, that we, we should are, like be parsing documentation ask. comment strings and
2: the question i would ask though here
1: old old is right i'll get it writing code yeah. from you comments guys carry on right
2: the question yeah. i would ask to that point though is where do you draw that line like java has annotations
3: yeah, you yeah that's where the you draw idea is
2: Okay, then, all right, then we
1: well, I was going to say, it. if you Stop liked annotations, it. It but didn't out. like doc blocks, I was going go go really to go do away. Annotations yeah. have their place. Uh, I'm going to say, They, they yeah. have their place, yeah, but it's always the same one token. Guy. I think it's like <laughs> ORMs. <laughs> it's <laughs> always <laughs> the one
0: guy. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry I brought him. Right. <laughs> uh Yeah, so there's actually an RFC for annotations in there, and I've just They're, done my very best to keep away from it, because I'm scared.
1: I'm not a fan of annotations to any length, but I think that things like ORMs... Yeah.
0: Well, Annotations yeah. are a beautiful thing. I think it's because right. with with RMs it gets tricky. You know, do you store the data in a, like a sub property somewhere or do you store the I mean, What's better an annotation? Or, or, or what? probably
2: right. oh, yeah. let's get off this RM subject, because I have a feeling that <laughs> I'm gonna ball up at some point on this. Right, no, so actually we had this conversation
0: before yep. said, like, there's never any opportunity, why Why should you use an RM? No, no,
2: no, no, I didn't was say
0: also oh, I thought I'd like be in somebody else. No, no, no that right. was
2: active re- No. I didn't say there was never a reason. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, my point is, in production code, production, when you're writing production code, yeah. the ORM, active record has no place. ORMs could be used, but you have to be careful to put them in a data mapper layer yeah. and keep them away from your business logic. Well, so
0: that's the point, yeah. When i I use an ORM, I, the first step is, you know, is usually because I'm prototyping something or I'm working for a client. I'm trying to get something done, like, really fucking quickly, right? Uh, so I run through and just litter the controllers with loads of field names, and, and it's all terrible. It's all, like, you shouldn't code like this. But you run around just going, ah, fuck, Gotta get this deadline done? And then the next thing you do is you run through, and every time you've, you know, when you have all those really long wares and order buys and everything else in your controller, which is a really stupid idea, you run through and just change that to a, to a, a, a method. And then you know what methods you need, because your application, the prototype is built, right? So you run through and change all those into, like, well, someone had a really good name for them, like, uh, what those kind of methods are. Uh, I have no idea. No. But methods? You, yeah, what, what kind of methods they are when you have like uh, an ORM and you have uh, just a simple method name that kind of collects up all those wares and order buys and everything else. Whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, data method, yeah, yeah. So it's the hot <laughs> method, but no, no, no. Basically, you you you, you, build, you build them like on the fly, and all your business logic is all entangled with your with your field names and all that shit, right. which is terrible. Then you run through and clean them up, put them all into their own methods, and then when you start realizing that some of those methods are, some of those calls are running really slowly uh, by checking the slow log uh, slow log thing, then you can run through and make them into actual just native SQL, right? So by the time you get to production, you probably should have moved most most of your stuff over to to being raw SQL or, or stored procedures. But when you're just trying to run around and get shit done really quickly, it's it's awesome to just go bam, get it done. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's why I'm not saying I wouldn't use it or for production code. I'm not saying not to to or not I'm not saying to avoid it. I'm saying make sure to keep it isolated from your business objects, yeah. right. even if it's at a very very thin layer to start. You know, just a separate set of objects that do your data mapping, Mm -hmm. use the ORM inside of that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, where the danger happens is when you apply the ORM straight to business objects, because then once you go down that road, you're kind of fucked if you ever need to swap anything out. Right,
0: rename a field, change most of your forms. Which this I, is kind of one of the things that often worries me about Rails right, is that like everything relates around your field names, right? So like your form is always directly, like when you scaffold files, your form is always directly relational to the database things. So if you want to change your field, you have to run through and change your form. It's entirely
1: valid. Right? Definitely an active record. And I think that active record makes a, a very bad assumption in thinking that model correlates to database table. Yeah. So yeah. that's just yeah. a broken idea. Are we still <laughs> talking about finally?
2: No, we kind no, of, no, I think we are. <laughs> I think we are, yeah. We're but we're still things. in the topic of final. Perfect. Just we've kind of awesome. so finally, it's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, good times. Uh, excellent. Don't <laughs> <laughs> talk about something controversial. It's fun. You
1: uh, should have the Python guy talk about <laughs> iterators for a bit. <laughs> we should have the Python guy talk about also Wait, generators.
0: I was going to say, yeah, I don't actually know what the hell generators are. So That's an example when it confuses shit. Out. The, the generators, generators here are
3: not. Python generators, from what I can no. tell right. Um So I'm a little confused as to what the actual problem that's being solved with
1: this is. I can
0: to um, work it out myself.
1: Yeah, so um, this is a big part of, of Java, too. Uh, not Java, too, but Java. Uh, <laughs> Java? <so laughs> and Ruby. Um, and Ruby, yeah. So this is different from Ruby. Okay. This is very different yeah. from Ruby. It's yeah. very similar to Java's implementation. Um, so it gives you a kind of API for making it extremely... Dead simple to make an iterator. Um, am I allowed to call it an iterator? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a generator. Makes well it. a generator generates an iterator. Generates an iterator. Um, so you can you can get kind of a lot of free behavior by implementing this iterator class. Or I- uh, interface. Sorry, an example.
2: Well okay, hang on. Yeah. I think you're confusing things a little bit. A generator is an iterator. You can still make an iterator directly. You don't make a generator directly. To make a generator, you take any function mm-hmm. or method and put in the yield token, right. and you're yielding values from that function. Yeah. So it basically, instead of having to break out the, the iterator and list your five, I think it's the five different around. methods, you're next and have to maintain state yourself, you just put it directly in line in your token, in your um, syntax or your your function, and every time you want to to have a next item, just call yield, and it'll pause execution and return the context back to the iterator. Right. It, it actually mm-hmm. is fairly similar to how Python does them. But it's, there's it's some differences.
3: But seems sort of, I, I didn't read the RFC for, mm-hmm. the, for the generators all the way through. I just glanced at it. Um, Python, we have these ideas of like, the, the most common mm-hmm. talk in Python about generators is you start with list comprehensions. Mm-hmm. So list comprehension is just a little one-line block that returns a list or an array in PHP world of whatever's, whatever you want to return. So that's good, and that's awesome, and then you've got this list in memory. Mm-hmm. We have almost identical syntax in Python, except for instead of square brackets, just prints around the entire yeah. thing. That operates exactly the same way, except for the resulting function is a generator. That
1: hmm. only well, the
3: generator with yield will return without using in memory with the value that you would. So
0: essentially, you can have to okay, build the entire I, value first, then go through it. You can actually build it as you go. Yeah,
2: right. I, I see where you're getting here because there's actually two syntaxes then to make a generator in Python: the curly brackets on either side, or you can define a method and yield you, the value. Yeah, you, the you so
3: you. Also, you can do that, but the, like using yield in Python is not, it is mutually exclusive for using a generator. So there's the two different sort of things. Why am I screen flip <laughs> So if you do like, if you look at Python generators, you're gonna find almost identical syntax to list comprehensions, except for whatever. And then if you look up the yield keyword, you're gonna get,
2: See, every time I've done a search for Pythonic generators, I get the yield, which you can use, which you will use.
3: The, the stack overflow post, by the guy.
2: Why sure the fuck is my screen right Well, I can tell you one part. Um, awesome. We were talking about doing um, we were talking about doing list comprehensions, but the problem, one of the problems we ran into, was that PHP's parser is kind of not really up to task to do that. <laughs> what are
3: you up to there, Zach? Well my screen was flickering and then I moved it away from the microphone and stopped flickering and yeah, I moved it back towards the microphone and it starts flickering. Do you need power for that? Uh, I do. Yeah. Otherwise
0: oh, the baby isn't gonna be able to watch. I the, got new uh, one I didn't need one. I got a new yeah. one here too, I don't know if it will reach.
3: yeah, so no list comprehensions because so why
2: the parser is you not have to be like
0: rewritten or
3: Oh completely.
2: Yeah, the PHP parser you, is rather We were talking
0: about that the PHP
2: true yeah. uh, true of PHP, right? Yeah. It was
0: one of those conversations where, yeah, you just go kind of, the whole next situation where you try to find me a and the next works now since so right. no. no? No? right, it's a public function next, screw you, public function
2: list doesn't work. Well, no, no, next, next does work. List doesn't, correct. Right, that's what I meant. Yeah, hmm. uh, So that's that's why in the few PHP, you had to add uh, action preferences to, uh, to, the, to it, the
0: method name, so you have control methods so and you have to put action underneath, the leaf, just so you can have from the next. To the
2: now, method. there has been some discussion about switching the parser from the current part, um, lexer to an AST-based parser, some kind of very similar to the way Python does it. Yeah. Um, the problem is it's such a monumental task and the easy way of doing it would be writing it in C++. Mm. And considering PHP is C only kind of makes it difficult.
3: I, I use list comprehension so much every day. Yeah. Oh, no. If I, I didn't did. have them, I could write just as good code.
2: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but there's something succinct about that list comprehension that just makes the easy. Absolutely.
3: There, there absolutely is. That's completely true. It's just... I love it. I've got it. it's, oh, like, it's like it's like shit. I don't have my BMW anymore. All I have is this Honda.
2: Still get your BMW. BMW. It's like shit. Yeah, it's still yeah. cool. works just fine. Yeah, it's
0: just not as pretty. No, fair enough. Big BMW developers were really not that concerned about pretty. No, it doesn't. Doesn't matter. Awesome. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> also, also I have a little email break. Check. Yeah, check your Twitter. Yeah.
3: I'm. I i did not notice this before, but I'm just now noticing
0: list and for each. Yeah, which seems like the way less fucking. Thing it's a bit crazy. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> well, again, take this
0: thing and jam it over <laughs> there and see what happens, right?
2: <laughs> well, so I can actually explain why that is. Um, to in you Python, you can use a tuple for the same syntax. Of course. Yeah. PHP doesn't have tuples. Right. It has the list construct to do that. Right. And you can do it outside of a for each. You can do list a comma b equals yeah. array, and it'll set a b to the first two elements of the array. Right. So one of the things that they added to um, to core was the ability to put that in in for each. So that way you can iterate over a multiple dimensional array and extract yeah, yeah. out the individual members. It's I can see how I can, can see why. Anyway,
3: it's a, the example saves one line and it's less readable. <laughs> well, there you go. So, <laughs> I can see why it would be useful, but
0: it just seems like a bit of a hacky way of doing it. It's just like, just come, kind of, bot. done, right? It's, it just seems to an extent. It just seems strange.
2: I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's necessary. It probably isn't necessary.
3: Drive Windows XP
1: 2003
0: support? Yay! That's fuck it XP. I me. mean, good. I don't give a shit. the way I see it is like the, the, the more older operating systems that are supported means that the slower like not not the slower the you know performance, but the slower the development of PHP gets because like you you have a new future and you've got to wait for some dude who loves XP so hard that he's gonna spend his time writing support for that. And then that slows down development of everything. Well, what I wanted it to say was drop Windows support right. <laughs> those three <laughs> words Completely. yeah because yeah, yeah. then you'd be in a really yeah. real good spot right and they would get rid of all these people that go yeah, oh, I I just put to my entire application on my windows computer and then i loaded it to my linux server and for some reason it doesn't work
2: right <laughs> yeah, some <laughs> reason it's pretty fucking annoying <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah favorite all the things chef chef everything that's the problem
2: oh lord <laughs> yeah
0: but um so we've still got windows 7 support as the lowest or
2: and yeah, this this yeah. okay. it, it has to do with I Visual know. Studio. We dropped support for Visual Studio 6. Okay. But it still supports, I believe it's nine, maybe? Or two thousand, whatever it is. And you can only compile binaries for certain platforms. Right. Fair enough.
0: Um
2: are you anything else
3: in here that we can talk about? We can move on. That's about five, Some more well, curl well, shit, which is always like, awesome What's what's the cow yeah. shit?
0: All of the curl shit.
2: <laughs> yeah, basically they <laughs> would the curl shit. Yeah. they they've updated it.
0: Oh, good, so it's less shit.
2: No, it's still shit. It's right. just more... It's
0: completely just unusable. Yeah. Like, when you look at it, you go, know, oh, should I probably grab something? I'll just throw in these five No, Some of these options are options.
3: completely useful and
0: have had to just right. shell out or background yeah. and actually use some sort of reasonable thing. I just grab Guzzle, right? Just yeah. grab Guzzle, grab anything buzz is good. Just well, grab that.
2: And I think that's an interesting point, because um, a lot of this stuff you're going to be using... I don't want to say you're going to be. Most developers are going to use a library for it.
0: Yeah.
2: You're not really going to have to hit curl that often, unless either, one, you can't use a library for some reason. You know, you're working for a draconian boss who won't let yeah. you pull in anything yeah. open source, except PHP for some reason, which is really weird. <laughs> yeah. um, or two, you need to do something really, really, really offbeat that none of the libraries will su- cleanly support. And that's when this, the little API is coming okay. to play.
0: Yeah, I mean, there have been times when I've even got down and dirty with the uh, the like the stream wrappers. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah, like yeah when you want to so when you want to just basically tell me. I've done some
2: know. very 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 evil stuff with yeah. stream
0: wrappers. We've all done evil stuff with stream wrappers, and that's fine. yeah, mm. it's, fine. It's, fine. it's fine. The code looks terrible. Need it, it, <laughs> a you need to shower afterwards, but job done.
3: You need to shower afterwards. You after you use PHP anyway. It's <laughs> not true. I love PHP. Um, <laughs> some other shit. Uh, it's pretty much really, it's everything, else,
2: fixes? everything else is either a bug fix or a consistency change. So, like for example, oh. one of the new functions that, that was added is boolVal, because okay. for every other type there was a val that. function. I, okay, oh, no, no, sure, no. consistency change. Right. Yeah, that, that's the point. Is It doesn't add anything that anyone's going to go, oh, cool, I want to upgrade to 5.5 so that I can use this. But at the same token, it kind of makes the language yeah, yeah. more consistent. What which, is that here? does that mean that it, it, is It's is the it same thing as a
0: cast. Is it a boolean?
2: It, no, it's not. A, <laughs> yes, it is a cast. It actually creates another copy of the oh, okay. variable as the cast, so it's doing the exact literal thing of the so cast.
0: Brackets, equal, brackets,
2: a bool value y. Correct. Now, the reason why that actually can be useful is like when you're filtering. So you have array filter, which takes in a callback. Okay. You can't pass in the cast as a callback, but you can pass in bool as the callback. Uh, that, that's the one yeah, case where uh, it actually be useful. Okay,
0: I'll buy that.
2: I, I don't buy that. <laughs> it, it's still a uh, real edge case, but at the same token, consistency...
0: Well, you you can call back anyway, right? Yeah. Fuck, so, uh, yeah. oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'll
3: take hey, it though. Hey, it's
2: PHP, what do you
3: want? Right. Uh, we call back all of the things. It takes <laughs> me 40 minutes to find out where we method actually lives in the code base because we just pass the call back all over the
1: thing.
0: They're <laughs> <laughs> no classic, yeah. I, it's
3: it's like like no. almost as bad as no. Not
0: our getting much the same, so we... You guys
1: don't do the not-not ever. Not
2: not ever. Mm. Is that all okay? bang? Yeah. No. no. Not in PHP.
0: No.
2: Because if you need I've, to, you just stick the bool cast in front of it and you're done. Right.
3: I've used, not
2: novel I've used it not before. I've used it in PHP. I might have been drunk. I've used it in JavaScript <laughs> quite a bit, but that's because it
1: lacks the cast.
3: Right, yeah. It's very common in JavaScript, and I mean, that's
1: why yeah. very, very Ruby. It's in Ruby all the time too. If you want something definitely to be a Boolean.
0: The only other thing yeah, I can yeah. think of that PHP 5.5 is getting is array dereferencing, referencing like
2: straight away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Array referencing is already in 5.4. We're getting constant dereferencing, Right. Which is awesome. How's, How's that, do? So, like, in Python, in Python, you can do a quote, string, quote, mm-hmm. bracket, zero, yeah. or bracket, very long. In PHP 5.4, you can't do that because it's a parse error. Five five is getting the uh, dereferencing. Oh, that makes That's sense. But you, you, can, you can
0: define a sh- like uh, the example I saw in the RFC is you can define a short array as well, mm-hmm. and then instantly dereference that. Right. Which obviously you don't necessarily need, but it's, well, it's, it's no, consistent no, no. in the you way do mean, you do that. It is completely useful. Right, like having Python something. So, in, uh, yeah. Oh, I guess it's good for like uh, taking a random something out, array, so, right? so you, you define yeah. five, whatever, define yeah. the array, and then instantly say a random thing. Yeah.
2: So one example, one reason that it's really useful is like Python uses it a lot. Python doesn't have that ternary uh, operator, right. so what they do is they do an array zero, 01 and then you pass in the if the conditional as a um, not a, la- a lambda, a lambda
3: yeah, into
2: the um, the dereference portion and that's basically how you do a ternary it's just different it's not exactly better not exactly yeah. worse just it's different. good
0: to have these things available anyway right yeah. it's,
2: there's the no other things is not have
3: them
0: for though. a ternary operator in
3: Python it's so gross. I'll just do them. I've that got a about that it's not it's, it's like
0: right. y equals x if a out b or something it's <laughs> like <laughs> so it's, it's, Yoda's it's Yoda it's Yoda it's Yoda pronouncing ternary yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah in Python yeah, yeah. it's uh
3: B- X it's an if
1: else on one line. B has less
3: yeah. an than always have to Google. It's, it's something like equals blank else X blank. if Y else B. So
2: yes. else if else Y B. Yeah. Oh, good God. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I think those are the big thing. I think there's two other points that we should talk about for five five. Right. Um, and we'll start off with the easy one first, since this will probably be quick. With 5.5, five, this is the first release on the new, I say first release, second release on the new release platform, which is basically attempting to do one minor or major revision every year. Okay. So before, you had 5.2, then you had four or five years later, 5.3, yeah. four or five years later, five. well, not four or five, but two or three years later, 5.4, and now one year after 5.4, we're targeting to get 5.5 five shipped.
0: Which is really impressive. The alpha's out already?
2: Oh, for sure. so,
0: yeah. I can't remember the name. Of the, I really wish I can remember the name. I'll put a link to them in the, in the podcast. Um, a hosting company got in touch and said, um, we're, we're trying to kind of solve the problem of, of hosts t- taking forever to upgrade. Like, we're going to try and pave the way or whatever it was, they said. Right. And they said they're going to get the 5.5 five Alpha 1 you know, within the next couple of weeks. Which is awesome. I think it's cool. That's worth posting. No, it's good. It's,
2: it's good. awesome that they're trying, but at the same token, don't use it's alpha. Testing. It's for testing. <laughs> okay, right. you no, should no, no, for I shouldn't use this. I think you're saying there might be a situation where
3: not. I can say no. PHP no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alpha. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want. Well, so well, the situation is like I
0: was posing. They have to say I want PHP five five three, or I want 5.4, or I want 5.1 Alpha for a little testing. They can even have another environment where they like they they spin up another like they make a copy of your VPS. This is something that actually the CMS hosting type stuff does, right? It says, hey, there's a new version of Pyro available, and it will branch off from wherever you are right now, and then run. I'm just advertising stuff right here, and he's wearing stuff. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jesse. For the way, Monica. There we go.
2: Mr. (laughs) Richie.
0: Uh, but yeah, so like you branch off a version and you, you run your code and you say, does this work? Fuck no, okay, I won't do that then. Or yeah, does yeah, it yeah. work? Excellent, I'll do that. And they could do the same, like hosting companies could do the same thing, like make it really easy to switch, install it as an option, have mm-hmm. five there now, so yeah. you can start seeing if your coding for vaguely works. Um, and then when no, as they come good. out, that's yeah, really that good. good. I would
1: like as to attempt good. to attack this, Sorry? this this release thing. Go for it. It's bothering me. It bothers me that um, that that progress in the language like, it should be dictated based on time and not on features. Uh, it bothers me that, you know, like, let's say that tomorrow everyone agreed that, you know, the language was just good enough that we would mm-hmm. still be releasing versions um, that were only, like, bug fixes, and then eventually we put out, like, maybe a major because we just felt like it. Okay, joke Joking it seems answer, answer yes, first. Yes.
2: Do you think I'll ever get to a point where PHP is good enough? No. <laughs>
0: okay. Not until we fix this underscore situation. All right. I don't care which you pick, just pick it
3: consistently. We've fixed the underscore situation, we fixed the needle in the stack situation. Right.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking things. Pr- primitive objects <laughs> as well. So <laughs> like a string. object. Oh, it okay, that's, that's, that's doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No? No, nope, right. do Okay. Moving on. <laughs> what was the serious answer to John's question? Is there a serious answer?
2: Yeah, no, there is definitely a serious answer. Um, I'm trying to think of how I want to phrase this. I kind of I'll approach this the way I think Ubuntu approaches it. And I really like their approach, which is that every six months they do a release. For that release, they pick a theme. This is the general area we want to work on for this release. Okay. They then kind of tailor their development towards that theme. That doesn't mean you can't do development in other areas. It just means that's kind of the guiding vision for this release. Um, and I think that approach, taken to a programming language, could also be very, very useful in that the community then has a chance to say, hey, we think this is important. Is,
1: is that the idea? Is that the, no, this, <laughs> is, this is taking <laughs> poetic like license. Kind of theoretical. Right, idea. this is taking poetic license here. I mean, Canonical is a for-profit company, right? Completely. So, like, them doing releases makes them more money. Completely. No, I'm, I'm just taking this with an example.
2: Um, and I think the time box release is actually a good thing because it gets away from one of the biggest problems PHP had. And what that was is that um, when they came out with a new release, it took literally five to ten years for hosts to start adopting it. And then you wait another five years for the next release to come out, and the diffs and the deltas between these releases were so big that it was a chore to actually upgrade. It was to the point that um, the point. for the 4.4 four to five, uh, 5.0 five release move, um, there was an entire initiative in the open source community, the GoPHP5 initiative. Oh, yeah. And there's was this massive effort by you know literally 20, 30 open source projects to get hosts to update their versions. Yep. Whereas what the rapid release enables us to do is smaller releases, smaller dips, easier and less backwards compatibility breaks,
1: um, and try to encourage people to upgrade more by can, not being as massive. I can definitely get on board with that as long as they're not Adding features for the sake of no, I completely agree. No, if,
2: if there's nothing to release for five, six, why do it in a year? Because it feels not? like
1: that's just going to end up like putting them more down the metaprogramming path, like toward being just another another well, Ruby. And I think another one of the really cool concepts about this is it
2: doesn't mean that you need to start work on the next release the day this one was launched. So we could actually say, all right, it's going to take us three years to rewrite the parser for six. So we start that today. Um, so we start rewriting the parser for 6 today, and we may do five six and five seven before that work is done. But then on that time-boxed year, we say, okay, this you is six mean, oh, yeah. we We're not going to do a 5.8. We're going to do a six zero. Oh, and we ship six zero oh, with everything else. Right. So I think it, from both of those standpoints, I think it really can do some really powerful things to the community. You know, I, I look at kind of what happened with Python with the 2.6 to 3 out move, and, <laughs> you, right. you know...
1: They changed the entire language? Is that... Well, I remember, still like... Still like still the three. Yeah. There was a part where you where you were trying... Yeah, exactly. When you were trying to, like, learn, they were like, you can do this, but then there's this other version that, like, kind of no one really right. touches, but you can also get yeah. a tutorial for that. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, this and you wind the, up... You wrote the whole article about change, right? It's right. either change too much, change nothing, or try and find that middle ground, which is, like... Which is right for your project based on your users, yeah. which is really fucking difficult to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you go around changing everything, like making a version six would be amazing with a brand new parser and, and yeah, you, you know UTF support in there, and you probably okay. could handle uh, primitive types in there somehow, or you know do all these things. You might you make six, and it'll be another ten years before anyone can use it to build a distributed application. Right, which would be I mean, stupid. Potential if, if the hosts keep up the way they have been.
2: Right. right. Yes, exactly. And you'd be talking 2020 before 6 is adopted to the so point where major open source projects could take it, yeah. which I think is completely ridiculous and something we need to fight. Yeah. And I think the best way to fight it is to make it easy for people to go between versions. And I think the easiest way to do that is to make those diffs smaller and smaller. Absolutely. So the,
0: the, the gaps are smaller, but, but if it's like every six months or every year, there's a mm-hmm. five, 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 six. I it, think six like
2: months is a little bit much for a programming language. Well,
0: but I suppose things are, there's no uh, yeah. uh, there's no commercial company behind PHP, so it, it would be more reasonable for that. Um, but if it was every year, five, 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 six, five, seven happens, um, then then the hosting companies are used to it. The hosting companies can prepare for it. They're mm-hmm. already looking out for the alpha builds as soon as they they can. Um, then uh, the, the you know everyone it's just smoother for everyone yep. uh, like the in, in, in between 5.5 five and 5.6 five, nothing breaks just patches just fixes mm-hmm. and every year you have to a little bit you have to look at this stuff and you have to your yep. application and the that's, next, that's the, how PHP progresses
3: Is the hosting company argument starting to become relevant yet? I don't, I, do, how yeah, many yeah, of you, you, like you do not are hosting companies? AWS Do you manage your own box? Yeah I've got it co-located So it's, it's all like all of us, obviously, are oh. running our own boxes, and I'm sure that the majority of people that have, like, some WordPress application are on share hosting. Right. But
0: aren't, like, we definitely leaning towards the way where we're all managing
1: we're our not own. Business business no.
0: <laughs> no, so the, the people that develop stuff are becoming smarter, thanks to, you know, companies like Box and Engine Hosting. It was starting to get a bit better. I know we were complaining about them in the last podcast, but um, with with um, uh, with past solutions and with uh, Rackspace sites and all these other various things, the um, you know people are taking care of their own boxes and it's and it's great, but like, the versions are happening quicker. Um but then there's still random guy that's not a developer, he's just gone, oh, I need some PHP hosting for application and he's got PHP five point one point three for some of of this, reason. Of course this guy exists. Yeah. It's not it's not this guy, it's most of my marketplace. So Pyro like we, we sell to everybody, right? Anyone can buy this, anyone with a PHP, random yeah. so I don't keep banging on about it, you know you yeah. know my, my pyro is one of the yeah. things. Um, and we, we have to sell to everyone. We can't just go, oh, we need to sell to developers because you're smart enough to run your own box. You have to sell to
3: everyone. I understand this. And I understand that this going backwards is still like, yeah. like a thing. We have to support all of this shit. But I feel <laughs> yeah. like it's becoming less of a problem than six like, years ago when we all started because I mean, we had, none of us had $400 a month to have yeah. a dedicated box somewhere. For yeah. Yeah.
1: No, It's, the, it's cheap. now it's $10 a
3: month for us to have a dedicated VPS somewhere. We've got to be headed in the direction where... Incremental I mean, language
0: changes.
2: I agree. Mean, I mean, There's also I mean learning, learning to scale that, right? Yeah, yeah
0: people, people, they, people don't know how to. They might have a cheap $10 VPS. They don't know how to actually upgrade that.
3: I'm not talking
0: this yeah. year, next year, three years, four years. I'm
2: talking two year. years. I'm talking. We're, we we're can, 10 years, in, in 10
3: years, we can like have a new version of a language out every six months yeah. to a year because right. we can have control over these machines for almost nothing
1: then no one will ever so, upgrade because no one will ever like get the fire underneath the yeah, and <laughs> you don't have to, and you're not at the mercy of
3: the host anymore right right yeah. like forever we've been and all of us yeah. presumably
0: grew up at the mercy of the web host yeah right? but that's becoming said things, things like i couldn't necessarily use a new version of php unless mamp supported it because i didn't quite yeah so, right. we so we have always
3: were at the mercy of the web host and that's becoming yeah. slowly less and less and steadily better. not the case
2: well, i don't have access to cPanel, oh. so can't okay. a yeah. <laughs> on IRC, Jesse brought up a very good point, um, which is that the impact of uptake, a lot of it's going to be on the Debian hosts because of their, their long-term release process, yeah. they free something for, what, six years?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, Ubuntu as well. So I'm really yeah. happy that uh, uh, twelve ten has got PHP 5.4. Uh, I only found that out the other day, yeah. um, but really happy about that situation because you know I'm trying to enable PPA and all that stuff. If you, it, yeah, it, of... it gets in the way. It I don't know it sounds silly to say that, uh, but you know, adding a PPA is like two lines. Yeah. But when you're trying to chef something, when you're trying to puppet puff puff something, it just screws with everything. Um, and, and just yeah, having having it baked in 5.4 baked in is just. Massive, because so many hosts, you know, yeah. run Ubuntu. So many people run Ubuntu on their personal servers. Just enables a lot of the communities use fight for.
2: Yeah, another reason to get off of Ubuntu slash Debian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a fan.
0: Not a I, I, I should be using something else, but I'm not a sysadmin, and the fact that it can let me manage a, a, a farm of, of servers, great.
1: Not are you? I mean, this is great. I think I, I've reverted my opinion. I think that like this, this problem, this exact problem, is like on the verge of killing like Pearl. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pearl has literally yeah. for years been trying to release Pearl 6. It was, and what, 10 Scott, years, I think? It's insane. It's gotten to the point where they decided that their, their mascot's a butterfly. Now they're, like, <laughs> seriously, pearl Pearl6.org, go look at the butterfly. Um, he's adorable. Not really. Um, but he actually is the mascot.
0: There's, and, the, it, there's it, one, one minute uh, silence while everyone goes to Google that right
1: now. There you <laughs> know, four people. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's cute. just ridiculous. Yeah.
3: yeah. So this is a good thing. Is
2: this yeah, I think if it's done right and done smart enough, I think it can work very, very, very well. But it's you know, like I said before, we have to walk that careful line Jesus of trying Jesus. to keep as much pain out of that upgrade process as
1: possible. Sure, sure. Who, who did this butterfly? I did. Oh, actually, the creator, oh. the creator did it himself. Wow. Well, uh, well, this butterfly's name is uh, Camellia. So this, I, I, I can think, do better. Than that. See, it's the bu- the bug is talking at the top. <laughs> oh, good, <laughs> good What's going on? Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Hi, my name's Camille.
0: Hey, I'm sorry. the Spokesbug. I've seen websites made by children that are more awesome than it's this. It's Spokesbug, for a full sex. Welcome
2: to PHP Town Hall where we bash Perl. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we've got a Ruby and a Python guy here, so we've got to bash one of the languages, right?
1: <laughs> one of the languages, and it's not one of our three. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's just on Cuth to, to bash PHP but, on here, so... Yeah. You'd be nice. Hey, you know what? I bashed PHP. I love PHP. PhD. I, I, I,
3: I built my career on knowing PHP. Absolutely. I'm, I'm in this country, and but I I'm good at PHP. Yeah. the job that I have. or no Python if I didn't
2: yeah.
3: cut my teeth on PHP. This so, shit got me money and a no, visa, so I'm pretty happy with it, right?
2: <laughs> no more videos. Well, I anyway. think
3: goddamn stop flickering. And I think most the of my
1: I'm thinking it's the <laughs> mic. And there goes the beer can.
0: Uh, and two days in three, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I need much for that. Right, I'm glad that baby's not on Google Hangout anymore. So I felt bad swearing.
3: Yeah,
2: where would that baby go? What's I a know, baby? This? It's
0: not a seven-year-old. Well, no, I know. I know. I know that baby doesn't. I know
3: do this because I have had all things.
0: Right. So you have two, yeah, two kids.
3: I, know.
1: I have oh, two right. kids. Really? Yeah. Do you babies curse? All no. Around? Okay, that's not just. No. My three-year-old. She. She does actually. Work. It happens. So, <laughs> what age
0: do they have to get to before you start mm-hmm. teaching them code so you can utilize them for free labor? I'm working on that. Right? Five.
1: Five. How old are you? Three a which are you trying to teach?
0: Three. Well, you've got, you've got a girl who couldn't design that. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting so in, tr- I'll get in trouble again. <laughs> yeah. No, apparently I'm a, um, a, a big... because I refused to accept a pull request that said for each model as babe. Uh, they changed that to, to class. And I was like, that. I'm not going to accept any pull request that basically says I'm going to change the name of the variable. And because of that, shit ensued. That
1: would have been crazy. Wait, they tried yeah. to change it as Babe? No, so mm-hmm. it was Babe.
0: It was Babe in the first place. Like, uh, I can't remember. It was, the that Derek it was Derek, version Derek Lamar wrote Derek it. Derek Lamar wrote it. a little bit of a joke. He's got like, well,
3: he's
1: a laser. Or he's like as Babe. Like, that's the
3: Yeah, someone, uh, someone pulled requests.
0: Yeah, I might have had a couple of beers, and I just went there. I can see absolutely I'm going to change this because it's inappropriate and sexist, right. and that's how. Some dude said that
3: he thought it was sexist. And right. then Phil's like, no, fuck it. I'm not changing it. And then. <laughs> Then there it were a hundred
0: responses, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's comment chain? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's why enough to code my team, but it's fairly close to it. That was just a silly situation for you to be in. I couldn't with that.
2: Welcome to bureaucratic-driven development.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what coding
2: is. <laughs> that's what PHP is. Hang on, are you
0: suggesting there's development on coding? Oh. <laughs>
3: All right. I'm out of shit to
0: say. Yeah, I
3: think
2: that I got one more, I think, that could get a little yeah, bit interesting. Hey, there's one more, yeah. So, segueing from the previous discussion about releases and everything like that, um, what are you, have you guys heard about what's happening with EXT MySQL, MySQL mm-hmm. extension? They're getting rid of it? Recoding something? Potentially. There's talk yeah. about deprecating it in 5.5 five, cool. and or removing it from 5.5 in the peckle and or just announcing a soft deprecation in 5.5. Five. Just to make sure
0: we're on the same page, yeah. uh, there's the initial Microsoft... Linux. Uh, there's the initial MySQL extension, and then there's the MySQLi extension. Right. I Just the get, first one. Get the original one. Because yeah. no one uses that, right?
2: Except for everybody. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: There are quite a lot. I mean, if you're using any sort okay. of framework, any sort MySQL of, any sort like of layer...
2: WordPress Core still uses it. Really? Yes. I'm so glad I built a competitive product. That's ridiculous. Nah. Well, it's ridiculous, but when you consider the amount of websites that powers, yeah. you know, that one platform is
1: not something that we can ignore.
0: Oh, no, it's like 80% of the internet. Yeah, the
1: WordPress day. is... It's, 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 isn't this something actually ridiculous? that? No, yeah, it's, it's not. percent in of the internet. No. Know, maybe it's ridiculous. two-thirds or half or something. It's, it is something. is something. So in
2: yeah. 2008, I built a uh, crawler that went out and basically identified CMSs, and at that point, we pulled in uh, WordPress at 8%. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, Jumlin uh, was 1.4%. Yeah, this is saying higher, but... It's still extremely impressive. Either way, it's a ridiculous number of websites. They've done a lot with it. Even even 1%, I mean, when you think of how many sites there are on the internet, the number that 1% represents, you're talking not millions, not tens of millions, hundreds of millions, if not billions. Right. Which is just ludicrous.
0: Yeah, it is insane. They're they're doing very well. Yeah. Um, Like their support revenue is like 46 million or something. It's. uh, I know that being in the CMS market is very difficult. It's like chasing the biggest long tail around. There's so many people trying to do it, and, and they've done it very well. But they do have a crusty old product, and they seem very very intent on not changing. They're not developing hard. They're not upgrading things. They, they've, they've said that they won't move to PHP 5.3 for at least another year. Um, that's,
1: that's because they have to support this old platform. Well, so, so, so do I.
0: With, with CMS we have usage statistics that say like, when you install it, what version you're on. Uh, six months ago, it was like twenty five percent. of People are on PHP 5.2. two, um, and no, it was like thirty percent six months ago. Uh, three months ago, it's more like twenty. Now it's looking more like fifteen percent. By the time we get version two point three, the next version, we're just going to say screw you, use PHP five point three after the next version. No, uh, we're, we're, we're just, sorry, yes, we're just about to use two point oh. two. Two point three, we we'll jump to five three.
2: But I think there's a difference between supporting five point three and leveraging 5.3. Oh,
0: I'm no, sorry. I mean, it, when we right. use 5.3 stuff, you'll be broken.
1: Right.
2: Shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to leverage 5.3. Right now, you support yeah. it. You're going to leverage 5.3 yeah, okay, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. 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 So if you're leveraging That's the new funny, features yeah. in 5.3. Absolutely. But, right. Right. I just want to make that clarification because some projects don't work on 5.3. Right. So they don't support 5.3. Right. So I just want to make that clarification so that nobody here thinks that we're talking about <laughs> your shit won't work on 5.3. Right.
0: It's too new. I don't have time to, to check <laughs> it. It's 5.3 stuff.
2: Uh, we're talking how many years now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've been busy, you know, I've got to the Pyro to get my hair done, you know.
2: For four years. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, anyway, it's getting there. Like, I'd love to just upgrade to 5.4, uh, right? But it's you, you have to. Uh, we start talking about this because you have to support the number of users you're on, right? You have to you have to look yeah. to what your users yep. are using and, and react in kind. I've been lucky enough that the people using Pyro are mostly on, on 5.3 now, so fuck it. But well, they you have a lot of Sadly not. No, it, it's, a, an so you know it's, it? it's an it's um, an an install statistic, right? So yeah. um, when they install it, I know what version they're on when they installed it. Yeah, but so people are no longer trying to install on five two. I know that it's probably okay. There are going to be people. Yeah, but you don't know
1: how many people are still running on five.
0: Right. So we support the last two versions. Um, so we support like. If it takes you more than a year to upgrade, then you know yeah, you got a problem. But your hosting's not going to change, your version of piracy message is going to change. Who cares? If you're right. not upgrading, yeah. then at that point, we'll, be like, well, you do need to upgrade. And if, you're, if by this point your hosting company has not supported five point three, you need to have a serious fucking rethink about who you use for your hosting. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I a blog about like all the companies doing it's most of them. It'd be amazed to see how many of them actually support five point uh, four. They're being really good about it. So yeah, if, if your company is not able to keep up with the latest recommended software version from that, you know, that they've actually recommended themselves. PHP says you should be on 5.3 right now. If your host is incapable of keeping up with the project's recommendations, you shouldn't be with that host. Um, so, and you
1: should ask the your host. Sorry? I mean, I agree with.
0: You. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, if they're still on 5.2, then screw those guys and jump ship, because it's got past the point of being silly now, I think.
1: Yeah, completely. <laughs>
0: And uh, thank you for listening. What I meant. <laughs> Um We were talking about how most people that develop Python are um,
2: weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the beard's really just a sign of some underlying mental issues. We have big no problems. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> then again, I've got half of a beard, so I can't it's really, yeah, can really right. poke too much on Is that
0: because you, you obviously write C as well, so that's that's how far the beard gets as a C developer? That's the C beard. C beard,
2: yeah.
0: yeah.
2: The goatee is the C beard? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Sorry,
0: yeah. And
2: you've got
3: the Rails beard the rails haircut. Beard.
2: No, the hipster beard. I'm surprised you're
3: wearing a uh, sun mask as another jacket. we yeah. got a call. It's like, it's like, I see your sneakers. Uh-oh. Oh, no, those are good. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, like, bright pink. No. Right, yeah.
0: So, you're not standing up. You're not standing up. <laughs> you. Standing up Cody would say bra at the end of every other sentence. Um, I do
1: program pretty often, though. No, I mean, you program, uh, you're
2: a programmer. You're a programmer. actually. Just yeah. right, it. they can't talk to you anymore.
0: All right, <laughs> are we done. That no, wraps it up. Uh, up. So, thanks everybody for listening. Um, and uh, yeah, well, next time we're gonna try and get this live. We've had problems with all sorts of things, but we we'll try and get it live. Uh, there will be all the links are in the show notes. So, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll, uh, we'll hear from you next time.
1: Later, guys. Later.
2: You don't want to say?